Hey, what's going on? You're listening to the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. My name is Bree, and I'm the host of the show as well as the founder of Brown Girl Self-Care. Brown Girl Self-Care is a platform and space of intentional healing, joy, and abundance for Black women. Liberation, too. Can't forget that. Let's go ahead and talk about what we're going to be diving into in today's episode. I want to talk to you. I want to talk to my sistren that are looking to either, quote-unquote, quiet quit or just all in out quit their jobs in 2024. If you were like me, you're just like so sick of it. You are over it, over all the things, and you're just ready to peace out, right? So I want that for you. I want that for you because I wanted that for me, and I took action on that. However, I want to, you know, give you a little... I guess, advice, or I want you to consider this episode kind of like a cautionary tale before you go ahead and put in that that resignation, okay? So before we get into this episode, I do want to, uh, first of all, welcome you into the space, as I mentioned before. Welcome, welcome. I think I mentioned that. And invite you just to, you know, tell yourself, like, this is my time that I am going to, you know, connect with Brie, because in my head, we are connecting with each other. And I'm going to make space for myself, I'm going to get my journal out, because there might be some nuggets or takeaways for me that I can, you know, delve into later on in the coming days. And um, I'm going to just make this again my time. So please allow yourself to do that. Because, you know, this is what we deserve as black women, just all the space and room for us to let our hair down, be vulnerable and have these kinds of conversations. So if you also need get yourself some tea, some wine, if it's, you know, evening or afternoon, light a candle, put your jammies on. Like, I don't know, just do whatever you need to do to just allow yourself to be present during this time. Okay, whatever that looks like and feels like for you. Okay, so something that I do like to do at the top of the uh, podcast episode is, you know, talk about briefly what I did in the the last few days for self-care. Um, it could be healing, it could be thoughts, it could be actions, etc. So uh, this week, I guess the one thing that just jumps out right off the bat is that I went and got a massage. To my single ladies, all the single ladies, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Um, if you are single and you're not ready to mangle, <laughs> you, you gotta be touched. Okay. You have to be touched because that is going, that's one of the ways of many to help you to connect with yourself, to heal, um, just having that human connection, that human touched touch, excuse me, I am single and so I, one of the things I do like to do for a variety of reasons, including that, is just go and get a massage. So I hadn't had a massage in maybe like two or three months. And before that, I hadn't had a massage. It had been a minute. And so one thing that I want to tell you, like if you've never had it, had, can I talk today? I don't even know if I can talk or not. Like hadn't, if you have not ever had a massage or it's been a long time, don't be alarmed if you end up getting one and you feel kind of like a little bit sick. That happens to me sometimes, especially if it's been a long stretch of time in between massages, because apparently it's just kind of like it, it with all the pressure and the drainage and the things moving and releasing and, and all that stuff. Uh, it's kind of like a detox for your body or it can feel like a detox for your body. So don't be alarmed. Don't be surprised. I think it's probably a good thing. It's like your body's letting go. It was in need of some type of release or movement, you know, in some areas. And that's what happened. So I had that happen to me a few months ago, but I didn't have that happen this time. So I was very thankful. But girl, sis, find you a spot. Start putting some massages on your schedule and make that time because it has a a plethora of... um benefits for you okay so that's what I did for self-care it was very much needed I have another appointment booked my goal is to go once a month if I can um and I really want to do that this year I really want to do that this year I don't want to skip any months if I can help it so I have another appointment booked for February but when I walked out of that space and by the way the one side of my body was extremely tight. 
once you start going to a massage therapist, they're going to be able to tell you some things or, or make some educated assumptions about you and your body. And um, you can dismiss it. You can say, oh, no, she don't know what you're talking about. But, you know, they're really up in their rubbing and they have studied their craft. And so a lot of times they're going to notice different things about your body. One thing that kept coming up for me is that um, like one specific side of my body is maybe overcompensating for the other side. And even though I don't notice it, there's like a lot of stiffness and limited mobility, I guess, in um, like one arm in particular and different things like that. And it's not something that I really wouldn't, I mean, I would notice like it's a little tight, but I would just figure, oh, because I'm working out more, I'm doing yoga, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm glad that my massage therapist um, mentioned it. And obviously I knew when she was doing it as well, because you can feel the difference depending on where they're touching and things like that. So it's not like you're not going to know if you're going to a good therapist, they're going to get up in there. But um, I'm glad that we talked about it because it was just like, Honestly, real talk for the last few months there, I have been in different modes of just stress and anxiety for different reasons. And even though I, I am firm in my belief that I'm doing the work, I, I am, I am making myself a priority. It's not always possible to always be like a hundred percent or not like there's no specific percentage, but it's not always possible to just have everything completely addressed, healed. I'm perfect. Life is grand. And now I can just, you know, ride a unicorn off into the sunset. Like, at least for me, that's just not how it works. So, um, your body does not lie. Ladies, there's a book called the body keeps, keeps the score, really good book. Please make sure that you read that. I think I've talked about this maybe a few years ago, but I'm not a hundred percent positive, but the body does not lie, honey. The body does not lie. So yeah, make sure that in, uh, in ways that you can, you're able to tap in and tune in to the signs and signals that your body is giving you because it's always talking to us. Our bodies are always, our bodies always have something to say. Our bodies always um, are givers of information if we're able to just kind of be still, get quiet, and just open, be open to listening to what the body has to say. So yeah, one way that I do that is massages. So once a month, I'm going to be doing that, you know, going forward in 2024. So that's what I did for self-care uh, as of late, okay? So let's go ahead and get into this episode. Again, kind of like a cautionary tale. Take this with a whole cup of salt. If it doesn't apply, let, apply, let it fly, as they say. Or what does it take? The meat and spit out the bone? Whatever the saying is, I want you to apply that to this. All I want to do is just give you some food for thought um, because I know that a lot of us, and I was at this place in 2019, but a lot of us, we're just over it. We are done. <laughs> we are tired of being a slave to the system. We are tired of just barely making enough to get by and barely having time for ourselves. It's like you're working 40, 50 hours a week, including your commute. A lot of us have long commutes. And it's like, where is the freaking benefit? Where is the reward? Like, do I have to give my best years, my my 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, just so I can finally, you know, retire and, and live hopefully for another year, not year, another decade or two? Like, nah, bump that. You know, I, I just, I don't agree with it. I have, <laughs> honestly, I feel like I have been very rebellious against that whole like corporate or job system since I was in my mid, mid twenties. And I, that was what, um, so that was like the late nineties. And then obviously like the two thousands, like when I hit about 25, 26, somewhere in there, maybe 27, I was like, this is a whole scam. <laughs> and I hate it, hate it, hate it. I cannot stress that enough. Going to work to make a check. I hated it. I hate the whole, everything that it represents. I just hate it because I'm like, why do I have to give away my best time just because this is what the, the, the how the world or how, at least in the U.S., how, like how it's set up. Who's, who agreed to this? I didn't sign up for this. I didn't sign on to this. I didn't say this is what I wanted to be a part of. <laughs> like, this is just not the way for me. So I knew that at a 
relatively, I guess, young, or at least to me, young age. But some of y'all, y'all, y'all already knowing, and you're not even like the age that I was, 25, 26, 27. You're, you're younger than that. And you're just like, nah, this ain't for me. This is not the way. And I, I'm co-signing that with you. Okay. But, but y'all, sis, sistren, I want us to do these things the right way. I want us to do, I want us to do these things the right way. So, you know, again, I want to share some things with you. And again, Take the meat, spit out the bone, okay? What I don't want is that you end up caught up in a situation that you, it feels really hard to recover from, okay? So I was perusing YouTube maybe like a week ago, and um, there was a young lady. She was black. Uh, I don't recall her name. If I had to guess, she was probably in her mid-20s. It's something about the mid-20s, right? I would say mid to late 20s if I had to guess. And um, very long story short, she was talking about, and she was crying. I think that's why I looked at the video because it was in the suggested. I had never watched a video of hers. And again, I don't even know her name. I would have to go back through my history to look it up. But um, I think she was crying in the little clip and, I was, and it was about work and how she quit her job. Oh no, she said she was fired. She was fired from her job. And so I was like, oh, let me watch this real quick. And so she was just talking about how she went into her corporate job and apparently she had worked there for a few months and um, they let her work out the whole day. And that Friday afternoon, I guess her boss or HR or someone called her into the office. It was the end of the day. And so she goes in and her boss is just like asking her, like, I guess her boss just said, hey, let's call her Janae, because I don't recall her name. Her boss was like, hey, Janae, how are you? And Janae was like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm great, you know. And then the next thing you know, boom, the hammer is dropped. Her boss was like, well, just so you know, today is your last day. And that was it. OK, today is your last day, period. And so she was crying and my heart just went out to her. My heart just went out to her um, because she was devastated. She was devastated. And, um, you know, I, I was just really sad. I was just really sad for her because she was just crying and she was explaining how she really liked the job and she was doing a good job. And But I, they just let her and there were going to be some other people being let go. And she felt like they had known this, but they still hired her just like a few months before and, and all these things. And so I was like bummed for her. I really was because she was like, you know, what am I going to do now? What am I going to do now? And so I was like, okay. Cause she had mentioned like, you know, my situation. I talked about this in a previous video and you know, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, Oh, let me go and look at her previous video and just kind of see like what's going on with her because you know, I am a nosy queen and beyond being nosy. It was just like, I was so pulled in by her story. I was so pulled in by her story. Like I was devastated for her real talk. I, I really honest to God, I was, it made me very sad. Um, Anyway, so I went and found a, the previous video and my, my mood or, or how I felt it changed when I watched that second video. The first video that I saw, I was feeling, you know, very sad. But when I watched the second video, I was just like, hmm, hmm my brains just started going or my brain started going because in that video that she had made a few, like a, like, I don't know, three or four months before, you know, this recent one, she was talking about how she quit her job. So she had a job and she quit that job. And I was like, okay, so why did she quit that job? You know, the, the previous job. And in the video, if I, if I recall correctly, she was saying how she quit whatever the first job was because um, she just didn't. Oh, man, I hope I'm getting this right. She didn't feel like working. I think, I think, don't quote me on that. But then the second thing is she said she was making really good money and she quit because she didn't want to get caught in this, this trap of making good money. She didn't want to be trapped. You know, they call it the golden handcuffs. 
if you've never heard that statement before, this is to my youngins specifically um, that listen to the podcast, the golden handcuffs, if I recall correctly, because it's been a minute since I've even thought about this term, but it's been around forever. And it's like you have this really good paying job, but it's, you're trapped. You're trapped in, or you feel like you're trapped. They kind of get you. You're making X amount of money and you get comfortable. See, that that's the part. You get comfortable. So let's say, for example, you find a job and you're making $75,000 a year or 50000 Like, just give me another 100000 right? Whatever is good for you for like a nine to five corporate type job. And you start making this money and then what do you do? What does someone who, like, like me, for example, let's use me, since I've talked about myself many times on this podcast, what does someone like me who, for example, isn't operating from a, a place of being whole and healed or not feeling that way, not feeling like you're worthy, feeling like you need to keep up with people, feeling like you need to have all the things to prove that you are valuable and you want to be seen in a certain way by other people because you care about their opinions about you or maybe you've never been you've never had anything so it's just like as soon as you get the money you've got to just it's just gone out of your hand as soon as you get your check right because you haven't learned how to be a good steward yet again talking specifically about myself so what uh, baby Bree would do or young Bree would do is she would go out, spend that money, honey. She's buying new cars every couple of years and having to roll those car payments into another car because she had to have the latest and greatest to feel special. She's out here buying handbags and outfits and she's not really handling her money good, but it's, it's, it's a really good amount of money, especially for someone without a degree. And so I'm just like, oh, this is going to last forever. And then I end up getting pregnant and having a child. And now, and now, okay, I haven't saved anything. I'm upside down in car payments. I've, I'm running up credit card bills up the wazoo because, you know, it's like I never had anything. So I've got to go out and spend, spend it all, right? That, that's the mentality I had. I wasn't about that saving life. And so that's the golden handcuffs. You kind of you put yourself into a trap. Because you're making this money and then you feel comfortable and secure and um, you start spending and making unwise choices. And then down the line, it could be a year later, it could be three years later, it could be five years later, whatever the case may be. You have a certain amount of debt. Your income is more or less still the same because they're not giving raises like that. The raises ain't raising, not like that. <laughs> and guess what? You're trapped. You need that job to make that money and you don't see a way out because you have, maybe you've gone out and bought a house. And then two years later, you're like, F this job, excuse my French, I hate this place. I hate, I hate it here. You know what I mean? This is not what I want to do. This is not how I want to spend my days. That was me minus the house. Literally. The golden handcuffs. That's exactly what it is. You just are a, a, a slave to the system, a slave to the environment. And again, for me, at least, it was like a self, more or less, it was, it was really just my, my doing. It was my doing. So, yeah. So she says she didn't want to get, you know, basically caught up with the golden handcuffs. And I honestly, I forget that first reason, but I feel like it was because she just didn't want to work 40 hours a week. Like it was, it was, she didn't like the, the job or it was just boring or something. But again, don't quote me on that. Um, but the point of it all is there were two specific reasons why she was just like, well, I don't, I don't, I don't want this job and I'm just going to quit. I'm just going to quit this job. And she did. And I'm guessing she didn't have like anything backed up and you know how it goes. And I guess eventually down the line, she found that job that she really liked and she was there for a couple of months and she got fired. Whew, I feel like I just said a whole bunch. I hope that you're still with me and understanding what I am relaying here. So that's where we are, okay? And so I was just like, whoa. Because I hear a lot about quiet quitting. You're just kind of like barely doing your job. And I, listen, <laughs> I'm not here to judge. I'm, I'm, I'm not. You do what you feel is best for you. But I do want to tell you that for every action that we take, there are consequences. Good consequences, negative consequences. Every every action has an what is an equal and opposite reaction. I don't even really know what that means, but I remember that phrase from science. <laughs> but everything that we do, there's there's actions. Some something is going to happen from the things that we do. Okay, and so 
if you are deciding like you are completely done with your job in 2024, first of all, like I said, I feel you on that. That was me. I knew, like I said, back in like the 2000s and the, <laughs> I want to say in the 99, but <laughs> in the 2000s, I was just like, this ain't for me. I am not about this life. And I always felt that way from like, like I said, around that mid 20 mark. And now I'm, we're two, two decades later. Okay. I'm over 45. So for over two decades, I was just like, this ain't for me. That's a long chunk of time. Okay. But obviously I worked, I had a daughter to provide for and, you know, I just having rent to pay and car notes clearly and <laughs> food and daycare and private school and you know, healthcare and all that stuff had to be paid for because that's the system that we're in. So I stayed. One of my biggest mistakes was not believing in myself enough to know that, hey, you don't have to stay in this role. Okay. You don't have to stay here. That was the, one of the biggest mistakes I made was staying in the position. Like I was the type of person who, um, and this could be a good thing, I'm not trying to say that this is all a negative, but this is just how I was. Once I got into a job, I was there forever, forever, ever, forever, ever. I was there forever, real talk. So like I had the one job, I was in sales and my income, oh, I don't even remember what it was, but maybe let's say I left there and I was making 40 to 45,000. I'm not even sure if that's correct, but it probably was somewhere in there, I'm guessing. 35 to 45,000. Um, again, I was in my 20s. This was in the 2000s. That was good money for someone without a degree, okay? I hated that job, though, after a certain time. The people were great for the most part, but it was just like, it was soul draining to sit at that computer and do the same thing day in and day out. Oh my gosh. I just felt like a robot. Because there were certain things that we had to say on each call, and I hated it with a, a, a passion and a fieriness of a thousand sons. But I stayed there for like probably nine or ten years. And ended up getting another job, pretty much the exact same position, but for a different corporate company. And I stayed there for like, probably like, let's see, I started like... 2007 and I left in 2019 so what is that like 12 12 years if the math is math then that was about 12 years so the first job nine or possibly 10 years second job 12 years when I get somewhere I stay and I hated that <laughs> I hated that job too I hated that job with a thousand sons as well so you know but I just I stayed because you know golden handcuffs and me thinking you better be thankful for this job. And, you know, I don't, I don't have, I, I shouldn't be looking at other stuff. And I, I really felt like I was trapped. Like I, I just couldn't do anything. And that was a huge mistake. We always have choices. And had, if I could go back in time and talk to 25 year old Brie, 35 year old Brie, 40 year old Brie, girl, like you are not trapped here like you think you are but you have so much healing to do and 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 things to change about the way that you think about yourself that you feel like you're stuck and you're going to feel that way until you really start to do the work okay you're really going to be feel that you're stuck until you start to do the work so I stayed for 12 12 yeah 12 years 11 12 years 2019 so if that sounds like you again I understand. I may not have the exact understanding of uh, what you're experiencing, but if it was anything like how I was feeling, listen, <laughs> I, I I got you. I got you. I really, really do. But what I, I, I want to stress is that several things. Like, no, you do not have to stay there. You are not trapped. But if I can leave you with the biggest piece of wisdom especially to the younger ladies that are listening to me first of all if you're a follower if you're a believer as I am before you do anything honey I would advise you to talk to God I know I say that probably a lot but you gotta you gotta talk to God about this 
Okay, so what do Gail Anderson, Oprah Winfrey, and Big Boy have in common? These are three people in media who back in the day showed me that my dreams were possible. These visionaries paved the way for me to take a huge chance on myself by sharing my voice in the podcasting space. Black representation in media didn't happen by chance. We had to fight for the right to be heard, to be seen, to share our stories, and to take up space. Imagine if you could have some of the power, richness, and depth of the Black experience in one curated space. You can. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, and empowerment, as well as perspective of the culture in real time. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Conversations ranging from Abbott Elementary to mental health to Tracy Ellis Ross, there is no limit to the range you will find on Black Stories, Black Truths. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts. It's okay to be skeptical and to question things that don't quite sound true. Like the time that I was dating someone that was trying to earn cool points, so told me he liked every single TV show that I did, but then couldn't tell me any of the names of the characters on these shows he claimed to love. Like, seriously? If something seems too good to be true, do some digging before you invest your time, energy, or money. This is why when it comes to my health, I use Ritual because they know that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our high standards. Their clinically backed essential for women 18 plus multivitamin has high quality traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. These multivitamins are gentle on my stomach and are so easy for me to take. It's crucial that I trust what I'm putting into my body, so I love that Rituals Essential for Women is USP verified, which is a huge deal. No more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month for a limited time at ritual.com forward slash self-care. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash self-care for 25% off. Your girl is a homebody, so one of the best parts of the day for me is when I can come home, put on my comfy pajamas, get snuggled up on the couch, and enjoy something to drink while catching up on a TV show. The thing is, though, that I don't want to drink wine all the time because, though I love it, I'm no longer a huge wine drinker like I was back in the day. I have morning headaches and even inflammation to thank for that. So to help fill that gap, I've been enjoying Recess Mood as a guilt-free way to unwind. Recess Mood really is a vibe, y'all. There are only 20 calories per serving, no added sugar, and it's infused with stuff I like, including mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, which really helps me to relax after a high-energy day. Recess Mood has four delicious flavors to choose from. My personal fave is Strawberry Rose. If one of your goals in 2024 is to drink less alcohol this is the way give recess mood a try today and see how relaxed it helps you feel you deserve a healthier way to unwind head to takearecess.com forward slash self-care and get 15 percent off recess mood your go-to alcohol replacement you gotta ask for insight and clarity and and, and guidance and what, what what should my next move be what would you have me do lord this is how i'm feeling i don't know how much longer i'm gonna be able to do this i really need you you know what what, what do you what, what what should i do which direction should i go in what 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 would you have me do lord and sit with that and just continue having that conversation with god and yourself that is like the very first thing that i would do like once you really start getting an inkling of like, this ain't for me, I ain't about that life. I got to get out of here. I'm not saying, especially if it's under abusive circumstances, I guess I have to say that in case you're just like, oh, she wants me to stay and I'm being abused. No, sis, I'm not saying that at all. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not saying that at all. All right. Um, but you really need to be talking to God before you talk to anybody else, before you ask your mama and them, what should I do, your friends, etc. God needs to be the very first person that you talk to. And I can tell you that I was having conversations with God actually for a while. And I feel like, honestly, here's the thing. <laughs> when you get that answer, and if you get that answer, and if he says move, you need to move. You need, you, 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 you asked and he, he done told you, he done showed you some things. 
you got to move, sis. I feel like for me specifically, because again, I had so much un, un, I was, I had so many unhealed parts of me that even hearing from God and then feeling like I received an answer. Once I received it, I was, I was scared. I was like, Oh no, (laughs) I can't do it now. You know? So I have been in a position for a long time and I was feeling like this urge and instruction to move, but I was, I was scared. There was a lot of fear there. So I'm sure I stayed there much longer than, um, probably God had intended, but I digress. Talk to God. Like that needs to be number one priority. And for me, I, I finally felt like I really had heard from God and I just felt it in my spirit and I, I bounced. I put in my two week notice September. I think it was September 20 or my last day was September like 27th or 29th of 2019. I think it was the last Friday of the month, whatever that day is. And, um, I, I never looked back. One thing I will tell you is, and this is, you know, in my humble opinion, I feel like even though like I feel like I got the go ahead from God to go ahead and bounce <laughs> it it wasn't easy and I want to let you know that. I'm not sure what people are saying in the streets about that that moment when you leave. Um yes, there was definitely a release that I feel like happened for me. I felt like a weight was lifted, like a certain kind of weight was lifted, but it was just like I, I wasn't prepared for for life outs, life on the outside. <laughs> I feel like I was in prison. I wasn't prepared for life on the outside, okay? Um, and there was a lot happening, and I feel like God took me, like September or like 2019, or let's just say 2020, because I quit the end of September, so basically October of 2019, and then COVID was like, what, February? <laughs> February of 2020. So I was just like, oh boy. Um, and we all know what what COVID was like, obviously. But um, 2020 was a hard year for me. 2021 was a hard year for me. Uh, 2022 was probably pretty hard as well. It wasn't all like lows and down, down times, but... Uh, Actually, 2020 wasn't hard for me. I would say 2021 and 2022 were hard for me because 2020, I'm pretty sure I had money. And what I didn't have, though, was, again, because I was still operating from a place where I wasn't, I didn't really have, I was starting to get more self-awareness because I had already started my um, healing journey, but there were still some areas that were, like, I was a piece of work, if that makes sense. And so... In my mind, I I didn't think that I was going to have a hard time because I was just like, well, I feel like God told me to go. So everything should be OK now from this point forward. But um, that wasn't the case. I went through some trials. I did. And it was hard financially hard. Please hear me when I say that H.A.R.D. hard 2021, 2022, it wasn't all, you know, completely lows, but there were some very hard parts, excuse me, in 2021 and 2022, all right? It took some time for me to even feel like I had, you know, my foundation rebuilt, excuse me. So, you know, I feel like God took me through that period, but it was like a very rough season for me. I learned a lot about myself but it was hard. (laughs) It was hard. So if you're not having these conversations with God and making your requests known to him, like I I can't even imagine how much harder it might have been for me. I I, I can't even imagine. I I don't know. I, I just couldn't even imagine. But if God is not telling you to move or like if you haven't had that conversation and you're just like, well, I want to quit. But you haven't like, you know, confirmed or checked in or said, you know, God, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I want to do. I, I, I just 
I really just want you to do that. I'm not saying that it's not going to work. I'm not saying that at all. But I feel like without God's cosign on it, it's just, it could be much, much harder than it might have been had he blessed it or, you know, giving you that permission that go ahead, like, yes, move forward. Does that make sense? So I just want you to make sure that you are in conversation. Again, that was for my followers, okay? And then the last thing that I want to stress to you, um, please have a plan. Please have a plan. You got to have, you, you, you got to have, you can't just jump out there. Let me back up. You can just jump out there all willy-nilly, okay? But I, I really want to advise you to have a plan. Sometimes you can't. Like, you are just like, you know what? I am done. I'm going to step out on faith because for my sanity, my health, my mental health, my physical health, I'm, I, I'm just, I can't continue to get beat down in whatever way, you know what I'm saying, anymore. I get that. Sometimes you just... You just step out and you just hope for the best, okay? But if you can, create a plan. So that way, when you really get out there, you have a little something to fall back on. This plan, maybe it's you start socking away some money now. Like, you stop spending and you start putting some money into some high-yield high savings accounts. Or you start paying down your debt. Um, you know, or write not a plan. Like if you're starting, like you're thinking to yourself, I want to start, for example, let's say you want to start a podcast career. Okay. Um, because I've heard from a few of you that said, that's what you, you started, um, after listening to the Brown Girl self-care podcast, you're like, you know what? I can do that too. I can build a life off of what I feel like, at least in this season is my purpose. And I'm just like, yes, you can sis. (laughs) Si se puede. (laughs) Okay. Yes, you can. Um, but sis, you got to have a plan. You got to have a plan because I'm going to tell you, like when you get out there and things start going sideways, because again, this is not a linear journey that you will be on. I promise you it's like without a plan, you plan to fail. You don't, if you don't create a plan, you plan to fail. I think that's what the saying is. And that could not be that, that, that is like facts. That is truth. You gotta you gotta know what you're doing to some capacity. You gotta start preparing for that season where you might be going without some type of income for three months, six months, a year, two years, or consistent income. Okay, you gotta be prepared for that mentally too. Physically, we know, but even mentally, because sometimes, like I said, I know it sounds amazing. And it feels amazing, okay, and powerful to say deuces to that job that you've been at for five years, 15 years, 10 years, whatever the case may be. And you're like, you know what, this this experience is no longer honoring my journey. It's not honoring my value and my worth. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready for a change. Um, but it it's something mental starts to happen when you start to hit those lows and you don't have a plan you 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 look at life differently you might look at yourself differently you might you know really start to hit some times where you feel desperate okay I want to make sure you know that I want to give you the real about what could happen if you just decide to say you know what I'm putting in my two weeks tomorrow, but you haven't had a chance to really think it through. Again, I'm not saying that you can't. Please hear me. I'm not saying that you can't, but I would just really advise you, like if this was my daughter, I would really advise her to have some type of plan, um, something that you are ready to implement after you put in that notice. Okay, because it can feel very isolating, very hard, very confusing, very stressful. Okay, when the money is not coming in by a certain time, or you haven't found a job by a certain time. I still personally feel like if God brought you to it, He's gonna get you through it. But that's why I'm saying you want to make sure. That he's telling you, yes, now is the time to move. 
Does that make sense? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you how I knew um, that it was that I was covered, if that makes sense. Even though, again, I was going through hell for a couple of years off, off and on. Um, one thing that was really like, yes, this was God. This was definitely God. So after I left my job, what, what happened? Oh, gosh. Mm. Let me tell you something, okay? So after I left my job in 2019, in 2012, maybe it wasn't, yeah, it was in 2019. In 2019, like right after I left, your girl filed for unemployment. Now, I don't know about other states, okay? But in California, at least, if my memory is correct, if you quit your job, you do not collect unemployment, sis. <laughs> I want to make sure I say that. So check that too, okay? Um, again, I don't know if the times have changed, but I'm pretty sure that when I quit my job in 2019, the, the, the rule, generally speaking, was if you quit your job, just don't even, <laughs> don't even come to us looking for unemployment. That was basically the vibe, okay? But I was like, you know what? I'm going to put in a request. <laughs> I'm going to put in a request. And so I did. And surprisingly, it was approved. Okay? That unemployment child carried me through for quite some time as I just was able to get my bearings and figure things out. Okay? I needed that. Ain't no shame. I needed that because the money was not moneying. Okay? And... Yeah, I got it. But let me tell you what the gag was, was so I'm getting the unemployment and I'm probably like a month or two in or or something like that. And next thing I know, I get a letter in the mail. My job disputed the unemployment. OK, my job disputed the unemployment and probably because in their eyes, she quit. Like I told you, you, you're not supposed to get that. OK, but let me tell you, when God is for you, he's for you. I remember this very clearly. Okay, so I had to go before a judge or I don't know what the informal judges are called, but it was still a judge. I had to go before a judge and basically like plead my case or something. Okay, because I got a notification in the mail that it was being disputed. And so I had to go to this place and just dispute it or plead my case or something like that. And so I get there. And what was supposed to happen is my job um, or my ex-employer was supposed to uh, show up by phone to take part in this like hearing or, or this informal hearing or whatever it's called. OK, and so I go into the little space and there's other people there because they're probably there for the same thing. OK, and I'm waiting to be called and you fill out a little paperwork or whatever. And people are coming and going. They're called for their case and they leave and another person and they leave. People were coming in after me. I started to notice and they were being called out into their case. But I was just I was still sitting there and something in my spirit said to pray. I promise you this is real. Something in my spirit said to start praying. So I'm sitting in this, let's call it the lobby. I'm sitting in the lobby waiting. I get this hit in my spirit that says just to start praying. And I start just praying and praying and praying. I don't, I pray, I did not stop. I just, no matter what was going on around me, I'm just sitting there and I'm just, you know, silently just like praying. Don't really know exactly what I was praying for, but I just started praying. And after some time, it could have been five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, I don't really remember, uh, a gentleman comes and he gets me and he pulls me. He's like, can I talk to you in the hallway? And I'm just like, oh, uh oh, I'm like, yeah. So I go out there and I don't recall what his title was. Maybe he was the informal judge. I don't remember. But someone came and, and asked if he could speak with me. He pulled me into the hallway and he said, you know, uh, Miss Mitchell, you were supposed to have your hearing or whatever it's called today. But as it turns out, woo, look at God. <laughs> he didn't say that part, but I'm saying it already because I got chills. Um, as it turns out, they didn't even show up for the phone call to, to, to have this case that they called for. So I'm sorry that your time was wasted. We are throwing this out and you can continue to get your unemployment. Do you hear what I just said? That for me was th there was just like 
no, like if I was questioning before, like this journey is not for me. When, when that happened, it was just like, bruh, <laughs> there is nothing that can tell me that that was not God's hand on my life. My, 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 my employment, my money, my situation, my, the, this calling, like I feel like I have for this season of my life, right? That, that was not a coincidence. Just to feel in your spirit that you need to start praying, you start praying, and then 10 minutes later, or whatever the time frame was, they call you out and tell you, like, we're dropping this? When the employer is the one that brought it to the table? What? So... And I had other things that happened in that two, 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 three year period that was just like, look at God, like, look at God, period. So again, just there, there were just different things that happened. And it just, when I think back on some of those things, it just blows my mind. Like when I tell you that even though there were some dark times um, with me quitting my, my quote unquote good job, because Financially, it was a good job, but mentally, it was not. Physically, it was not. Um, it was just. It 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 just, it just it just wasn't for me, and I'm just so thankful that I that I was supported in that way, and that God made a way where there were times where I just felt there was no way. So. You know, quitting your job, it's a big deal. It really is. And I i want to encourage you, I'm not telling you to stay. I would never tell someone just to grin and bear it. A black woman in a corporate office, like, <laughs> nah. I, I know, you know, about some of the things that we've had to go through and continue to experience in some of these office environments. So I'm not the one that would ever be like, no, don't quit your job. That's just not me. I would never tell someone that. But what I would tell them is just to ensure that they are in prayer and that they understand that there needs to be some type of plan in place and to start taking action towards that plan. Because again, when you jump out there, and I'm not saying this is going to be the case for every single person, but generally speaking, when you jump out there, things can get very real very fast. Okay. I'm not saying these things to discourage you. I want you to walk in your purpose. I want you to live a life of more ease or more alignment with what you feel you were put here to do. I don't feel like black women need to break their backs and be, uh, a, a hair away from burnout and completely stressed out and anxious and miserable and being treated such a way. Nah, I'm not about that at all. I just want you to just make sure that you've done your due diligence as much as you as you can, because you can't do everything, obviously, but as much as you can just to set you up for an, a smoother transition, okay? And also something else I want you to keep in mind is like uh, that time, once you're out of that corporate environment, like that that window of time is about, at least for me it was, I took some time to rest, but after a certain period, it's time to get to work. It's time to get to work. And that work is going to look different for different people and for different times. Like right now, a part of the work that I feel like God is uh, leading me to is treating, taking care of my health because now I have this this time that I prayed for, this time that I cried for, this time that I pleaded with God for, where I was just like, I can't do this nine to five. I'm just not built that way. It's just not working for me. And I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to mentally and physically handle this. Um, so I feel like I'm in a season where God is telling me like, okay, I've given you that. And you're walking down this path and I want you to take some of this time and treat certain things like a business outside of brown girl self-care, but like treating my body like a business and taking care of it the way that I would take care of like going to a nine to five, treating my health like with like a business, um, treating my time with God 
like a business. In other words, giving God his time, and I can do a much better job of that. I am failing right now in that department. I am. Real talk. Um, I could do much better with that. And I'm just so thankful that God has been so patient and loving and full of grace for me because I have stumbled my way down this path. I tell you what, and though life has definitely changed or is changing and, and, you know, things are moving forward and up, especially as of like, I would say 2023, it's just like, it's, it, it it was just a lot, but I'm, I I I I do see things changing. But I had to get over some really rocky points. I had to really do the work when it comes to healing in certain areas, or at least start the healing in certain areas, because those problems that you have when you quit, depending on what they are, and whatever is going on within you, you're still gonna have those problems when you quit that job, right? The mentals don't change unless the work is done. Does that make sense? So I, I, I don't want you to think that you're escaping and, and everything is going to be peaches and cream. Like if there's some internal work that needs to, to be done um, while you're in that nine to five, you're not going to escape it just because you're not there anymore. Does that make sense? I hope so. So again, I'm honest to God. I'm not trying to trying to discourage you. I want the best for you. I want prosperity for you. I want health and healing and abundance for you. I want liberation for every single black woman listening to the sound of my voice, myself included. Okay. (laughs) I want that for us. I do. I just want us to make sure that we know, you know, what we're getting into as we start preparing and taking those next steps. Okay. And leaving those dead, environments <laughs> that are not honoring and supporting you the way that you you feel like you deserve and that you're worthy of does that make sense so yeah that's that's it that's that's all I got for you <laughs> I swear I don't be trying to make these episodes this length of time but I just feel like I need to express myself in this way and um this is just how God designed me to be. Apparently, it's it's for some people. It's not for everybody, but it's for some people. And so I really hope that this resonates with you. And I hope that it's giving you some food for thought as you plan on leaving, making continuing this exodus, if you will, um, from these environments that are can be very toxic and harmful um, and undesirable for black women. Okay. All right. So that is it for this week's episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Make sure if you would be so kind to go and answer this week's poll on Spotify, if that's where you're listening. And if you haven't had a chance to do so, uh, please make sure that you rate this uh, podcast wherever you're listening to it, be it on iTunes or Spotify. All right. All right. So that's it for this week's episode of the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Have a beautiful week and I will see you next Monday on the Brown Girl Self-Care Podcast. Take care.